All right, guys, we're at episode four. Welcome back. We're cruising. Um, so today I have my wifey, hey. literally my BFF for L. So you guys are in for a treat. Um, so I brought Kristen on for a couple reasons. One, because I love her face. Um, and it got her to hang out with Which me. Which they won't see. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. They can imagine. I'll paint them a picture. I'll put a picture in the in the podcast description. <laughs> there we go. Um, and she's also a health coach. We were uh, fitness leaders in our last job. Um, and since we're talking about stress today and stress mm-hmm. management, um, I brought her because she is my perfect uh, Taurus counterpart. I'm a Pisces and she's a Taurus. It's like the and best partnership. I know. Yeah. And we're the exact opposite. <laughs> so... Funnily enough, I can tell you science about stress and anxiety, but I don't experience them. So you can punch me later, I know. Um, So I'm usually pretty, I'm too relaxed. Um, So Kristen has much better experience in actually being able to manage these things and manage stress and and try to stay sane, right? Totally. (laughs) Um, So Chris, why don't you start telling us a little bit about... um, why don't you tell us about some of the negative effects that you've seen when you didn't have these tools in place or, or when they don't work? What are, what are the things that happen in your life when stress gets out of control? Well, I think there's like different levels to stress mm-hmm. and how it affects you and how it like impacts your life and your psyche and, and everything that is you. So like on the, on the lower level of things, you're just kind of a little overwhelmed or maybe like scatterbrained, I mm-hmm. think is one of the things like little things you just forget that you're like, Oh, I didn't write that down or, Oh shoot. I you know misplaced that. But, um, when it starts to like pile up I definitely like personally notice a sense of like feeling overwhelmed Mm. and just feeling um like I'm unprepared for things yeah and and then you know if you if you let your mind wander into that dark hole that's a really good way to start feeling like you're inadequate and you're not enough and then that um I I know that I definitely have like had periods of time that I suffer from anxiety Mm -hmm. and that is always triggered from stress Mm -hmm. for me so like I I've had panic attacks before that are all triggered from like me forgetting about events that's why you're just like tell me what that is (laughs) so like I I'm as I'm saying this I'm remembering one time I like forgot that I had jury duty because I was just so overwhelmed with like teaching a million classes and yeah. having all these sessions to do and like I I just wasn't on my A game mm-hmm. and um and I like showed up late at jury duty and they ran ran me around the city and I thought I was gonna go to jail and get a fine <laughs> and I just was sitting like in the courthouse in Canal Street just like sobbing <laughs> like I'm not fit for this can I go home right <laughs> yeah. they were like get out yeah and you're like fine right like the yes. security guard came over to me and was like ma'am, are you okay? You're like, no, please can I go home? Right. So like that to me seems like, like one of the highest levels of stress where mm-hmm. your body is having that reaction. Like the chest is tightening, you can't breathe, you have tears, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, there's lots of like lower levels of stress. Mm-hmm below that which I can relate to yeah so it doesn't it doesn't always have to be that and like you you you, you're going to talk about the science of it but like the you notice it like in your GI system if you're not you know if you're losing your appetite or if you're like not having healthy bowel movements that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. like um I will like break out if I'm super stressed and 
just all of that eye bags yes so cute looking looking real good like no amount of makeup can hide the fact that you're freaking out right right um and I think it's funny too because you know I sit here guys do not be jealous that I don't have anxiety attacks because (laughs) it's honestly like maybe I don't have like physical like anguish but it's I'm just lazy so I just don't get anything done because I'm not ever I don't have any fire under my ass ever and then I don't get anything done and then I get stressed about not getting things done so we can talk about both sides with a perfect <laughs> pair. Yin and yang. Exactly. We love each other so much. But I feel like it also doesn't have to be like an anxiety attack mm-hmm. too, right? Like just because you don't have this like you could take a medication for it type mm-hmm. of stress doesn't mean that you're not stressed. Right. And right. And that's why I think people tend to like, I mean, I I didn't realize at first, like people lump that word stress into like one big thing and there's so many different parts and I think when you certain things when you call it stress like it's almost like misdiagnosing an illness and then you give it the wrong treatment you know what i'm saying like i i'm sorry guys i didn't know that anxiety was different than stress until like a month ago when i wrote an article about it um but that's like important and a lot of people maybe don't and i think a lot of people too overuse that word a lot because like anxiousness that's what i thought it was because anxiety anxiousness like but i am feeling anxious is different from i have anxiety right so, and I, that is like really good to define those things because anxiety is something mm-hmm. that you can and should seek help and open it's like your more, mind. It's more physical, I'm assuming. Yeah, there there are real like physical adaptations to like how the body reacts to that, and it's right. that like physiological response. So mm-hmm. you're going into fight or flight, and you're not yeah. thinking rationally. Like right. you could look at what's happening in the body mm-hmm. there, and that's and when you get that. a lot of that. I mean, so many people don't realize how high their cortisol levels are. And that leads to so much like weight gain and just so many health problems. I mean, I'm not even going to get into it because it's, it's a whole other podcast. Cortisol <laughs> is its own, own beast. Um, but, you know, kind of the theme that, that has been coming out in all of these podcasts kind of just incidentally is the fact that self-awareness is the first step in any of these health issues, any health and wellness, anything that you're experiencing in your life, it's your life right? Like hence the fucking name. So (laughs) if you don't know what's going on and if you, you know, most of my clients, I'm sure you can relate to with your clients, they just don't have ownership over their body, their choices, their thoughts, their emotions. They don't have control and lack of control creates anxiety too. So Mm -hmm. bringing awareness to that, you know, when you're feeling that, that stress or being overwhelmed, that first step is kind of just diagnosing for yourself is the stress. Am I overwhelmed? Am I just, you know, too tired like am I just physically being spread too thin am I mentally being spread too thin emotionally is it anxiety is it stress um yeah right <laughs> and you're getting the like empathetic <laughs> feelings I am yeah yeah um so let's kind of break down like the different types so that people can kind of identify and then we can talk about like because I like to I don't like to just like hash about it like you know yesterday I was talking about um we we're talking about positive attitude and it's like a great example because we hear like we hear these cliches all the time and I'm 29 by the way and I'm still figuring out stupid things like you know you win some you lose some and I'm like that's what that meant (laughs) but we hear these things all the time like positive you know think positive and it's like okay great or this is my favorite be confident uh do you have a magic potion sir like that's not just give me that pill please right like it's not like an order like you have to get there you have to earn it and, like, when people are like, you just got to be positive. That's how you get there. It's like, okay, but how do you be positive? Like, can we start somewhere? <laughs> Let's so, make some action steps. Right. Let's make so a list. I want some people to have Smarkles. some places to start and some ways to kind of 
identify. So why don't we why don't we break down the the different? So what do you you kind of broke it down a little bit already, but let's talk about the different kinds of stress. So we have anxiety, which is much more physical, right? Right. Well, I think you you can be like anxiety if you're gonna go have it treated, or it could be treated like that. Mm-hmm. It's definitely that like it's it has a physical manifestation to it. You can like see it in or I don't want to say physical, physiological. Mm. Let's say because right. it might not be it's an so outward stemming from your thoughts. Right. It's definitely controlled by your mind, um, and you like I could be sitting here right now, and you wouldn't know that I'm having an anxiety right. attack. Right. So, right. Right. But like the coolest. But your heart rate would elevate, right? Stuff like that. Totally. Yeah. Um, the coolest like manifestation of it that I've seen is I actually got my aura red one time mm-hmm. mid anxiety attack. Oh, cool. And I went was it on, zebra print? It was <laughs> just no, it was just red. Oh just, wow. Just bright as like, red black. right across. The woman like <laughs> pulled the. I don't know if you've ever had it done. They like uh-uh. it's like a Polaroid, and they like pull the I film off wait. of it, or go to this like place on Canal Street yeah, that yeah, I yeah. told you about. I need to go. I went on my like best friend Marielle's birthday, and I couldn't cancel on her I was so stressed and overwhelmed and I like forgot about it right so it's like I'm prepared to go she just pulls the sheet up like and she was like oh my goodness (laughs) she's like are you okay I was like (gasps) like so you wouldn't look at me and know but it's it's a physiological I feel like is a better response so is it something where is it something that you can develop when your thought processes change or is it something like are you born with it or I like, is it something that's completely out of your control, or can you, like, if you if you coach yourself... Okay, so let me ask you a different way. Do you ever get, or do people, if, if you know, get anxiety attacks involuntarily that are not sparked by thoughts that are of anxiety or thoughts of being overwhelmed? It can come out of nowhere, or, like, seemingly out of the blue. But I was going to say, is it just subconscious, though? I, I, I personally believe that, like... Even if you're not sitting there thinking about something, there has to be something yeah. subconsciously going on. Oh, yeah, we have so on. many subconscious thoughts. Right, so yeah. when it is, there are absolutely people, and I don't want to, like, someone to hear this and, like, know that they suffer from anxiety and be like, it can happen out of nowhere. Like, no, we totally understand oh, that. Oh, yeah, we're not doctors. What, what we're yeah. saying is, like, it's not in your forefront conscious thought, mm-hmm. but it's somewhere deep in there. And right. if it's deep in there, your body is going to bring it out. It's just like yep. the way you dream or yeah. maybe you my have an anxiety. psycho, psycho dreams. <laughs> Podcast number six coming up, my psycho dreams. No one cares except for Kristen. It's I love great. it. Yeah. It's okay. We'll just make the podcast for us. It's cool. We'll just play it for ourselves. <laughs> I'll um, listen to it. Great. So, okay. So, but, well, because I, yeah, I mean, and it's not a medical diagnosis from us, but I think it's important for people to be able to... And we do this all the time where we bridge that gap between, you know, a doctor and and medicine and and biology and making it really like human and approachable and relatable and understandable in terms that are, you know, easier for people to grab onto. So I think that that's an important thing for people to be able to have the vocabulary to talk about it and and own that. And that way they can understand it better and then they can understand their bodies better. So I feel like whatever we, you know, however you can explain it. Um, and I can explain my procrastination, (laughs) (laughs) my self-inflicted stress. Um, but I think just, you know, and we know this too, as, as trainers, somebody might explain to you how to do a deadlift 16 times, but somebody explains it to you differently once and you get it. Yeah. And that's what, that's what this is for. So, and then how is it different from feeling anxious? Cause I feel anxious, but I feel like it's usually a positive thing. Like, Oh, that's another level to it. So you can feel anxious in a positive way. So. The feeling of anxiety is just a 
a thought about like the unknown in mm. the future and like I think it's it's usually like future driven uh-huh. even if you're anxious about something that happened before your the anxiety you feel is about how it's going to affect happen your future again. like right, right, could right. it happen again or is it going to impact me moving forward it's like the possibilities right being negative right yeah and we're and we're worried about that but you can also it's it's just that I I think it all bears around this unknown and that also will like mm. pull into how you combat it is just like and that breaking control, through right? that unknown, unknown and figuring out how you need to feel control over mm-hmm. your life, over your feelings, mm-hmm. over your schedule, over And I think so much of it is like conditional too because it's not that I don't get that feeling. I actually was just writing about this today. It's not that I don't get that feeling. Well, first of all, I just don't, I never call it panic. Like I feel like I don't ever feel panicky. I feel that like bubbly, like that little like tension, like the hot bubbles in my tummy or like that tight little knot or like it's kind of like cold in my chest. Like... But I usually don't feel, like, scared about it. I feel like... It feels like before you go on stage. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Like, stage fright kind of a thing. But I also was writing about how, like, I think it's conditioning. Like, my mom is, like, the most anxious person. My poor mother has been, like, mentioned in every <laughs> single podcast. I'm sorry, Mom. I love you. Um, most days. Um, my mom <laughs> and my sister are, like, anxiety queens. And me and my father, who shall not be named, are, like, literally give zero fucks about anything. So, but I think that that's part of it, too, and, like, the way you um, experience those things, like, people around you. So I think that there's something to be said about, like, being able to change that. Because I was thinking about it today. I was working on one of my projects, and it's, like, a lot. It's really overwhelming, and I have a deadline, and I have so much shit going on. I have way more things than I can do physically. And I felt this, like, tightness, and sometimes I feel that, like, feeling, like, overwhelmed like I'm like oh my god fuck I have to like live up to this or I have so much I have to do but I feel like excited about it like it feels more like I I get that feeling but I because I call it drive or because I call Mm. it anticipation I don't the thoughts kind of go in it's kind of like a fork in the road almost you know what I mean well one of the cool ways that I like to deal with like my anxiety is I like to use that as a driver right as a motivation it's like I it's very difficult for me to live an anxiety-free life. Mm-hmm. I, I think for anybody. Right. Like, it, even I'm saying I have it, I just, like, it's, like, a different... Right. So it's, know? like, if you... We can't get rid of these feelings. Right. We can make them less scary by identifying them yeah. and labeling them and welcoming them in and, just, like, just being, like, hey, you're here. What's up? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I can't, with it. can't get rid of you. I, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't ask you to come, but you're here, so let's make the best of it. Yeah. And then you could turn it... And that's just, like, basic dealing with it. But then if you're able to, like, really, really own that this is how you think and this is who you are, mm-hmm. then you're able to take those feelings and make some change with them and make some action with them. And if they're going to light a fire for you and sort of like be that kindling right. that like lights, like let your anxiety light a fire under your ass mm-hmm. to get moving or to not put yourself in this situation again. Yeah. Right? Preventative. Like you bet your ass. I'm not going to miss freaking jury duty again. <laughs> like again. I, right, like m- that fire is lit. Like right. I check that shit. I've right. got my letter that I did it in my file of important papers in yeah, there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so it, like, lit my fire up to just be like, hey, Kristen, you need to grow up. Mm-hmm. You need to, you know, like, be a good citizen of the United <laughs> States. As <laughs> 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 the flag waves in the yes. back. Um, yeah, and I think that that's, you know, you kind of mentioned something before, too, that, that I wanted to touch on, like, you know, using it as a tool, but also um, kind of like what you mentioned in the beginning, like, I... 
I'm feeling anxious or I have anxiety. Like it's something um, that I've I heard in a meditation class not that long ago. And it's same thing. It's all all things that I know, and that's that's also been a recurring theme here. It's like we know these things, but it's about applying them. It's it's having those feelings. You kind of said it before, where it's like a part of you you are not that feeling, you know. And I I think like when you feel anxious, like a lot of times or stress or whatever, it's almost like we look at that as like a flaw. And then we kind of feel like almost like a failure a little bit because we didn't do this thing. And it sort of just like leads into this spiral. So just being like, I'm feeling anxious or like, like, like you were saying, anxiety is here or stress is here. I'm chilling with it. It's just, it's just a experience. It's not who you are. It's not a condition. It's not a personality. It's not, yeah, it's not an illness and it's not a failure either. It's just, and like you said, if you can, if you can take that and, and turn into a tool um, you know, like I was, uh, when I was writing today, cause you know, that's, that was definitely like that overwhelming, that pressure I put on myself to like be the fucking, you know, president of the United States, whatever. That's definitely not a positive, <laughs> that's definitely not a positive side of my stress. That's like a big like burden. But then I was thinking like, like to spin it positive. And we talk about this all the time. Like it's not, it's not because you can't do all of these things. Like if you have like this big undertaking and you're stressed about it. It's not because you can't do it or it's not because, you know, you have to do everything, but it's a positive thing that it's because you want to. You know what I mean? Like right. that's a positive quality for you that you want to do more or that you want to succeed. It's not because you're you can't meet this big goal. Like instead of looking at the difference between where you are and what you need to get done or what you need to achieve or perform, it's more like these are the aspirations and I have high ambitions. Totally. You know? Because people are complacent. They just sit there at home and they're like, no, I don't care. Right. When I look at some of the, like, really awesome things that I've accomplished in my life, I can think back to, like, when I was on the cusp of it or, like, still starting it. And it's like, like, even going back to, like, getting all your homework done in high school Ugh. I worked two jobs PTSD right like we can we can name these things like oh bartending when the rattle- rush comes in you fucking pee a right. little bit like let's rattle it off like I was in five honor societies I was in marching band I was in uh-huh. every performance ensemble I worked two jobs I was a dancer I had all this so stuff the one place where you and I are twins right so overachiever we, we did all of this right but there's no way that I would have come home at like 11 o'clock at night having to wake up at 5 a.m. the next uh-huh. morning and stayed up and studied and written the paper. You would have never gotten it done. I, I wouldn't have gotten it done if I didn't know that I would not be able to sleep because I would have felt anxiety or mm-hmm. I would have been anxious about not doing it. Yeah. So I also think that it can really be um, like a great driver and motivator and like kind of like a superpower if you want to look at it that yeah. way too. And it's, and it's also like, I mean, this is a big thing for me that I'm learning now is using past experiences to try to like when you're in something bad be like okay like a heartbreak right so you're in the middle of a heartbreak and you're like dude I got over this last guy so easily I'm gonna get over this guy again you know what I mean so kind of like that same thing where you're feeling anxious and you're like look at what good things came out of my anxiety Mm -hmm. before and that and kind of like you were saying too but for me I feel like having that anxiety where I have these high expectations of myself or that stress I mean I don't know if that's the same thing as as the kind of anxiety panic attacks you're talking about, it might be different in terms of like controlling the situation. For me, it's more like the expectation mm-hmm. and trying to meet that, or maybe performing a task, getting something done, whatever. But it's almost like if you didn't have that that anxiety about, like if you didn't feel like there was a big consequence if you don't get these things done, you wouldn't do them. You know what I mean? 100%. Because it's, it's like stakes, it's like high stakes, right? If you feel like, this, if you feel like if you don't get this done, if you don't finish this project, or if you don't, 
you know, make your sales quota, whatever, that like your whole world is going to crumble, then like you're not going to get there. You know what I mean? It's like the higher the stakes, the more you're going to push and you're going to succeed. Yeah. I said something to my staff at the last gym that we worked at and I was just, I mentioned to them at some point, like we were all just kind of talking and I just blurted out, I was like, oh, I'm so lazy. And they, my whole staff looked at me and they were like, <laughs> are you. you kidding? I was like, no, you guys don't understand. Like I have so many like things in place to make sure that I get my shit done mm-hmm. because if I don't do it, there are really serious consequences. Like you all don't get paid right? or like, I don't like my cat will die if I don't remember to feed him. Right. Like there are dire consequences and I've put in these systems to help me remember to do things. But like, if I didn't have those, like it would, I would forget. I would yeah. be lazy about it. So and Kristen's the most freaking on point productive person ever, by the way, she'll call me and she'll be like, it'll be like, 8.30, I'm just like, I already talked to Vessus and had six clients and did this, and then I actually just, like, scheduled to a T. I the, sleep really well. <laughs> the only place, this is the only place where her and I are like, we cannot. Like, I cannot be scheduled. <laughs> She'll call me and be like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm still at home. It's like 2 p.m. Yeah. But, like, then, but then I come in doing? at 3 and run around like a fucking psycho to get everything done. It's like, why couldn't I just do it that way? Um, but I think that, um, I don't remember what I was going to say before. Wait, what were you saying before about your, about your employees oh so they they were talking about sort of like being lazy and I like mentioned to them like it's it's I'm lazy too like I think a human condition is that like if we don't have you like you can be as motivated as you want we talk about this all the time Mm -hmm. have all the motivation in the world it doesn't mean shit unless you have the discipline to get it done yeah you can want anything but unless you have the discipline to take action and that's one of my best strategies against stress. Yeah. It's just taking action, whatever it is. I talk about that with food, too. Yeah. Feeling more in control. It's, it's anything that we could ever talk about as a health coach. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, taking action. Mm-hmm. Your, your action could be doing nothing. If right. You're, if you're overwhelmed by things, then the right. action is, like, taking a mental health day. Uh-huh. But it's having that courage and to do it and then also, like, when you're talking about long-term results, it's having the discipline to have these processes in place all the time. and stick to them. I don't expect that I will ever really be rid of the ability to, like, have anxiety attacks or, um, like, feel a certain way towards Mm -hmm. food or, like, all of Mm -hmm. these things that I know just are the way my brain works. I'm not expecting that, like, okay, just, like, 12 more weeks of this work, and all of a sudden, I'm going to be cured. Like, right. no. And this, that's smart. This is Kristen. This mm-hmm. is who I am. It's all of the wonderful things about me are this way because I have that, too. Yeah. But, so then you just have to have the discipline to be like, this is what I'm going to do forever. Right. And if you make it sustainable, so not this, like, grandiose kind of change you have to make, but if you make right. it small and sustainable. Yeah, literally all we were talking about yesterday with diet, for yeah. sure. Um, but it's funny because I think like, you know, it's hard to know, you have to know yourself too. And and I think that's super, super important to not set too high expectations because it's not necessarily a negative thing either. Like we were saying, it could be a positive thing that you have this stress and pressure. It's a driver. Um, but you know, not letting it be, not letting it be necessarily circumstantial. So almost like it, cause it can kind of go two ways. Like you want to kind of take more responsibility on yourself. Like how you're saying like, this is part of me. Like, we were kind of just saying the opposite before, but that's more like the panic attack kind of a thing. But in, term, in terms of, like, that sort of quality, like, you have a tendency. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So like own that and, and don't set your expectations to be rid of it or think that you're a failure without yeah. it, which is what we were saying. Like own it and, mm-hmm. and use it as a tool. Um, but it's also like knowing too and being able to self-diagnose because like for me, like we're so opposite. Like if I'm stressed, taking a rest day would make me t- worse because I, I'm stressed because I don't get shit done. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, like you have to really kind of look at the source of like, what are my triggers? Like when do I get most anxious? What are the things that I did leading up to this that put me in this position, like you were saying before? What, what would I need to do beforehand? And this all comes like step by step, you know, just looking at it first, awareness first, and then kind of identifying and recording um, and observing, and then looking back at it, like what caused this and what could I have done beforehand, especially with anxiety. I talk about it with diet all the time too. Like don't leave yourself where, you know, you're screwed at the last minute running out the door and you have to eat a cookie on the subway, which I do every single morning. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Literally every day. It's my favorite thing. Um, <laughs> it gets me out of the house, my subway cookie. Um, but you know, don't leave yourself to be in that position where you don't have any choices, which I do all the time. Um, I think that's really good what you said about like identifying your triggers. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about like stress management and how you're going to deal with that and how you can be proactive mm-hmm. about it. Like to me, being proactive is my number one offense. Yeah. Cause there's so much like, there's so much out there about stress relief after the fact. Let's what just not before? get stressed. Let's just yeah. not put uh-huh. yourself in that. Did you guys hear that? <clears throat> Write that down. Yeah. Like reverse yeah. that yeah. again. Like yeah. be proactive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put yourself in that. Like, I can sit here and tell you, like, the moments I feel stressed and be like, this is what you did and or this is what you didn't prioritize Mm -hmm. doing Mm -hmm. and you made something else a priority in your life. And so you didn't do X and you know that with that, it made you feel a certain way. Right. And that comes with, you have to be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. And we talked about it so much on the nutrition podcast about blaming external circumstances sorry mom it's all you I'm sorry it's it's she does the same thing where it's like it's everybody else's fault that you know I I couldn't be on time because there was traffic no you didn't leave early enough you know what I mean so like you have to be honest with yourself in terms of like and if you get in the practice of this about looking at it and you don't even have to take action right away but getting in the practice of looking at what could I have possibly done beforehand to avoid this even if it, even if the train is crowded, even if you're late, even if somebody like a homeless man throws up on you, like you were standing in the wrong spot. You know like, what I mean? What could you have done? Right, and, and it's okay responsibility. If that's like a, would have been a wild thing for you to do. Like you don't have to anticipate the homeless guy throwing sure, up on sure, you. Sure, sure, sure. I'm saying go that far. Yeah, I'm sure that you've used this with your clients before. But one of my favorite things that um, I make my clients say in their verbiage and I put into my own practice as well mm-hmm. is the phrase "It wasn't a priority to me." Yes. So. Because that really makes you, A, take ownership Absolutely. of it. And B, Absolutely. it's not it's not a permanent thing. It's not like you're like, I'm a failure. It's like, no, it wasn't right. a priority in my actions. Or I can't do this. Or like, I can't get can't stuff done. Can't and never are not in our vocabulary. That's mm-hmm. not allowed, like, in this mm-hmm. house, in my gym, wherever. Yeah. But so when you're talking about, like, okay, I, you know, I was stressed this week because I didn't get to eat. Or my, I wasn't, I didn't have my food prepped because, and so I made some less than great choices like let's mm-hmm. say that that prioritize causes going you, out to the bar and right of like that that is a big source of stress for me both that I get hangry <laughs> like in a real like I will be the world's biggest bitch 
I realized that, like, the reason I was an awful teenager was just because I was hungry. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, I would have, like, I ruined my parents, like, five-year yeah. span just because yeah. I didn't eat. Yeah. And you, like, have a carb. Right. Like, yeah. just eat a, eat a muffin. Or, right. like, a biscuit and right. you'll be okay. A biscuit, guys. Get out your, <laughs> get out your biscuits. But it's funny because I'm listening to his talk and, like, I, I was saying this before Chris and I even started recording that, like, clients really appreciate when you're relatable because we're humans like we're talking about how we like we're coaches we're teaching this but we're talking about how we deal with these things but if you notice we're both talking about how we have these flaws all the time but we're fully aware and we know that we can change them when we want and it's kind of like you were saying before um, and even what I tell clients when they say I couldn't work out, it's like, do not say I couldn't. Say I didn't want to. It wasn't. Or, I didn't. It wasn't a priority. Sure. Right. Because then that depends on what the case is. Right. Because that also like it doesn't it's not a good or a bad thing inherently but it does require further inspection mm-hmm. onto that. and that's why I like that phrase because it's like okay let's say I'm telling you I didn't work out and you're like mm, rephrase that like it wasn't a priority to me to work out it may have been that my kid was in the hospital mm-hmm. and I was with them and right. and my kid being in the hospital was my priority and then it's like it causes me to sit here and say like and okay feel guilty yes mm-hmm. I now I don't feel guilty because I realize kid in the hospital more right. important than working out but then it also couldn't have the reverse it'd be like it wasn't a priority to me okay what were you doing instead mm, you know what I I just kind of like dicked around at work a little bit longer right. and then like went shopping and walked home and just took the long, like, could, could you honestly have been a little more efficient at some things? Yeah. I would say like, in theory, could you have, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and it's, it, it, but then you take that and you make a plan moving forward. Right. But you have to, that first step of, of being aware and being honest with yourself and maybe you just need to do it in your own quiet time. Maybe you need a coach to help you and, and make you feel like it's okay because some people, won't take any responsibility and some people take too much responsibility and they think everything's their fault mm-hmm. so you really have to look at like Kristen's saying you know could I have theoretically logistically physically possibly could I have changed these things um, and that perfectly leads me into what I wanted to talk about too is um, when we talk about you, you mentioned too <laughs> I said the same thing but just in a way more dramatic way um, no me dramatic um, we're talking about the consequences of if you don't get something done, right? Because it's kind of more stress, anxiety, kind of a different thing, mm-hmm. um, but sort of stress. Um, do the consequences come from other other environmental factors, external factors, other people, or are they coming from you? You know what I mean? I think that's a really important line to draw too. Like, am I making this a self-punishment opportunity? <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're saying, like, if I don't get payroll done, my employees aren't going to get paid. Okay. I think that that's valid right. because that's really important. You have a responsibility. Is it like if I don't show up to this party, all my friends are going to hate me? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. is that really realistic? And that's your mind creating situations and consequences that aren't there. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of our interactions are like you witnessing me having <laughs> stress. And yeah. I think that like I I know and I will own that probably at least 75% of my stress is self-inflicted and I own that and I work really hard at like emphasizing it and remembering it Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing and and I mean even even like getting out of work late today Mm -hmm. to come do this podcast with you like I was stressed about it Mm -hmm. because and it's not that I didn't want to do the podcast and it's not that I didn't want to do anything but it was like I was stressed that I got like lost track of time at work and got too busy 
And then like, well, did I have other plans? Am I letting down? Am I letting Allie down mm-hmm. by being late? Like, is I mean, she I was like, be mad yeah, girl, me? I'm having a snack. Right, Whatever. The, like, this is the most classic Allie Kristen interaction. <laughs> yeah. Like, I am like, chest is starting to tighten. I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Like, I also had plans later. Like, is he gonna be mad at me? Like, yeah. everyone's everyone's gonna be so mad at me. No one's gonna want to be my friend anymore. Right. Like, and you just have to take a step back. Right, because yourself. meanwhile, like, because she's thinking that I'm going to be so furious, and I was literally, like, I didn't even, like, I was like, what time is it? Like, I'm literally eating a snack, reading a book. Like, yeah, girl. Like, zero plans. Saving you know what I mean? So someone. it's like, yeah. right. So it's like, you have to really look at the actual reality of the situation, and something that I read about, which um, I think is really, really awesome. In anxiety, when they talk about, um, you know, worst case scenario, but I usually, usually use it as, like, um, like, having faith in myself. Like, people always say, like, you know, when you're getting stressed or anxiety, well, what if I don't get it done? Well, what if I, you know, let this person down? Or what if I fail? It's like, what if you don't? You know what I mean? What if it works out? What if you get there on time and everyone's happy and you get to all your plans and you still have all the same friends the next day, which is probably what is going to happen. And I think already did. Well, I'm still your friend. I'll be your friend. You are. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. Cause like, as we're talking through this, I feel, um, like, I feel like the tightness in my stomach just kind of like letting go even like from that. I thought you were going to say you're feeling like the, the empathetic as we're recounting those scenarios. No, no. And I mean, I, like, I, like talking about it again, I was like starting to get stressed again and, and we're going through these processes. So like, I mean, what great way to like talk about all the coping strategies that we wanted to than to mm-hmm. just be like, this is, was literally happening right before we turn the mm-hmm, microphone on. Mm-hmm. And as we're kind of talking through it, I'm just sort of like remembering to like see what is yeah. in a situation. I think that's powerful when you're stressed too. You stop thinking really rationally. Yeah. Your brain goes on to that like beta mode. So mm-hmm. it's just doing, doing, doing. And, and it's you, like survival, right. which isn't always logical. You, you gotta take off the autopilot and like take it. And then for me personally... I have to actively, like, forgive myself for mm-hmm. it. And no, like, you... Because the guilt sometimes, too, is just as bad. The guilt will kill me. Yeah. And that's, like, where the stress is for yeah. me. Yeah. Like, you're not mad at me. Nope. He's not going to be mad at me. <laughs> right. He'll be chilling. It's like your Literally, either way, like, he's probably napping right now. Right. Honestly. And, like, happy, Pisces too. <laughs> he's a Virgo, ironically. Uh, well. Which, I'm honestly, like, not sure how. That's still like TBD. Have to to do his natal chart. (laughs) Asked him for his birthday on the first date. I was like, what time were you born? Right. Um, I found I was like Sagittarius moon or something. And I was like, so many things make sense. (laughs) So my whole life is complete. Um, But I think, but I want to talk about too, and then we can kind of leave everybody on that um, is sort of some action plans. Because I think for some people, like adding more tasks to their day can be even more stressful. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I have another thing I have to add. I hear clients say that to me all the time. So it's really important to just, and you know, I preached about this yesterday. My plans for clients, I'm pretty sure you're the same way. I don't particularly know you haven't trained me before. Um, but I don't have plans for anybody. You know what I mean? It's whatever your plan is. Like, there's no like alley program. I don't have something that I start with. I don't have an outline. It's whatever you, whatever's gonna work for you. It's different for everybody. Like. That's why it's perfect for, for us to be talking about this because we have exactly opposite. Yeah. Like, like if I, oh my God, if I wrote out like a, a, a schedule for my day or my week or something, that would stress me out. 
like having a plan stresses me out. Even you saying that you don't have that. <laughs> you, if you guys just saw her face, she almost threw up on me. <laughs> I like did one of those polite like swallows. It was like Veruca Swamp when she's <laughs> when she chews the blueberry pine bubble gum. I'm like, no, I couldn't. I couldn't be. But more that that upset. rigidity makes me feel suffocated. and makes me feel like I have more ways to mess up, and then like I can't like go with my gut and go with my intuition and that's when I'm strongest so it's like so important for people to look at don't follow somebody else's plan like look at like what makes you stress you know what I mean like look at your own triggers and then why you got that way yeah um but I also want to want to go through a little bit about I want to give some some tips on action plans for the people that do need it because 99% of people need that and (laughs) they're not my weird ass anomalous self so um (laughs) Um, but I want to talk about the difference between circumstantial stress and, um, or anxiety and, uh, anxiety is just coming from our thoughts. So like today, like the stress came from, from your perception of the situation or the outcome. And a lot of times stress or anxiety comes from, you know, I have too many appointments today and I can't physically be in 10 places at once. That's mm-hmm. usually my thing. Cause I like to just do 60 two jobs triple book yourself for I do it all the time I think I I honestly genuinely think I'm gonna be three humans in the same hour sometimes I am but rarely depends on how much Adderall (laughs) I have that day so so let's give some like tips um on let's do the the scheduling first and you can probably help with that because I obviously don't know how to manage a schedule um and then we could talk about some tips for managing the thought processes that get out of control so what are some things you do to help when your schedule is the thing that's like physically and, and try to diagnose those guys too. Like where's, where's the stress coming from? It's coming from me. Is it coming from my circumstance? Yeah. Am I really just working too many hours? Am I trying to be in too many places at once? That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what are some things that you usually do or even tell your clients? Yeah. I think that if you're not like, if you are able to take a little more control over your situation, even if you have a super busy schedule, like we're in New York city, we're, you know, trying to hustle and mm-hmm. do all this. And also, eat clean and also work out and do and like have a social life have a love life and like call your mother right so it's these things and I think it's if it if you're able to identify that like yes there are enough hours in the day to do these things Mm -hmm. we just have to be smart about how we go about it then I am I'm a lister I'm a planner I'm a prioritizer and I really really love and rely on my like calendar on my phone Mm -hmm. because my phone is on me all the time Mm -hmm. right it's my lifeline my metro cards in there Mm -hmm. like I can't get anywhere without it Mm -hmm. so I have my phone and like y'all can't see this but I'm gonna pull it up for Allie and give her the visual I feel like you've seen this before and so we can go in and my last couple days Oh, you know, I have the wrong calendar on right now. That's another... I, I made a calendar for one of my employees because he was stressing me out with his, wow. like, loopy-doopy... Do you want to know what's in my calendar? Zero things. No. So... <laughs> no, I don't. I, on, like... It's associated with my Gmail, right? So it's, like, the Google Calendar on my phone, and I have color-coded for all of my jobs, and there's, like, one color for personal training, and there's mm. one color for... Um, this one gym and there's Got another it. color for another gym that I might work so at. So compartmentalizing yep. more. And there's a color for Kristen Richards mm-hmm. and that is where I book in like my own workout time. You saying that in a turtleneck right now just gave me so much <laughs> life. I just saw like Kristen for governor like you just had your like. <laughs> Vote for Pico. Yeah. Um, so and like and I book all of that so if I know. That's for, a great tip. I and I I thrive on that too because a lot of a lot of our days with making appointments and I think 
probably everybody even if you're not like in a in a training coaching situation you may have meetings during your day or that kind of thing so if you're able to look at what has a hard time to it mm, so mm-hmm. like session starts That's at 1 p.m important. and it ends at 2 p.m we can't get around that we can't do it put that stuff into your calendar first book yeah. that in your schedule first this can't move it has to happen at these exact times i have to be there then mm-hmm. then um for us we bounce all over the city a lot mm-hmm. so i i will actually book in commuting time Yep. Because yep. that's a source of stress for a lot of people that I Ugh. think we don't own enough. Like, as a maybe as a city, I don't. I think mm. this maybe is different. No, you know what? This was the same thing when I worked in Bumblefuck, Pennsylvania. Yeah, traffic. You have to factor in your time. So I <clears throat> learned to avoid anxiety around saying like, "Oh, the train made me late," and you're standing on the platform mm-hmm. and your stomach just drops. Yeah. Right. So I will literally book control. in, like. Okay, I know that I have this session at this gym and this session at this gym, and it's going to take me at least 30 minutes because the F train does its own schedule all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'll book that time in there. And then I, you know, I have my little, like, notebook, kind of like you're jotting in now, mm-hmm. and every day I just, like, make an action list of mm-hmm. things I need to do. And that's this is more like, I think, for my business, mm-hmm. we're almost, like, getting into. I'm like, those non-negotiables, like, payroll. Your staff has to Yeah, get and that paid. can be anything for anybody, even if they're a stay-at-home mom. What are your non-negotiables? Making right. lunch, laundry. Absolutely. You know? Like, whatever needs to get done for you to keep your world Like turning. a survival list. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you want to prioritize it, right? But then you look at, the, once you have your, your hard times in the calendar, mm-hmm. then you're able to look at the space. Mm-hmm. And you have that negative space mm-hmm. in there. Um, and it's interesting. There's, like, two versions of the Google calendar mm. there's the one i'm an iphone girl so there's the one that's already like loaded onto your phone yeah and then there's another one that's like an app you could download and the app that oh, you yeah, yeah. download is way prettier and it has like yes. when you type workout there's like a cute little picture of people working out nice. but what i hate about that calendar and why i had to stop using it is because it will just bunch all of your appointments right next to each other that's and annoying. you don't see that negative space in there right and so that negative space is where I am able to visually look at my day and be like, okay, in this time, mm-hmm. just because you're not booked in an appointment doesn't mean that you're not doing this. Like, this is your food. Mm-hmm. You're, this is when you're going to eat today. Yeah. Or this is going to be that. This is your time to get your emails answered or check in with your parents. Or like, And if it's yeah. something important that needs to be done, I have to book it in my calendar. Mm-hmm. I said... For example, I said all week long that I was going to send in the application to get my passport this mm-hmm. week. I have all the documents I need. I just have to actually make the damn time yep. to print out the form and write it and bring it to the spot. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done it because I didn't prioritize yeah, it. because everything's going to get pushed back if I had, If I had put it in my calendar at a certain time, I can't say 100% that I would have done it. But I would have been a lot more accountable to it. Yeah. And and if I, for for me, I think it's like, it's very easy for me to just, um, like, especially in my current role right now, I'm just there. I'm available to people. It's, we yeah, do you service. Yeah, right? a lot of people's jobs. But if yeah. I know that I have something happening, I'm like, I'm sorry, and I'll delegate that. Like, mm-hmm. anybody else can do it. And that's a skill too, guys. Like, that, this takes practice. And you will fuck up a lot. But I think it's really important what you said, too. Like, I think it's really easy for people at work to schedule things because they have set times. You know, you have to be there at 12. But I think a lot of people tend to neglect 
that really important part that you said, and I actually am better at scheduling this kind of stuff than work stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to schedule, like you said, time to go over your goals, time to you know call your significant other, time to put it in you your know, calendar, plan your party, because that's something for me, big time, because I'm a cuckoo banana cakes brain, and I, and I'm sure you feel like this too. When you don't set aside time, not just to physically be somewhere, but to put your mental energy, like when I go to meditation, right? It's scheduled. That's not like a thing that I like have to go, but it's like I put aside that time. So when I know already that from seven to eight, I'm going to be meditating, I put down my phone. I'm not thinking about other things because I'm, I'm prepared to be present in the task I'm doing. And that's super important to kind of delegate where your mind is going to be, not just where your body's going to be, but where your thought process is going to be, what you're focusing on. And so that way you can be present because if you let your mind go all day long, first of all, not only is that stress physically, that's what it is when your mind goes crazy, but then <laughs> you're not going to be productive in anything you're doing and you're just going to be behind again the next day. You know what I mean? So kind of like setting that headspace and compartmentalizing, not just physically and in, and in time, which is super important, but also when you set aside that time, like, okay, I'm going to have two hours where I'm going to like be with my friends and you're with your friends. You know what I mean? It doesn't set yeah. you up for that like panic and when you're thoughts are going well because when you feel like I'm sure you're like this too you'll be in a meeting and you're thinking about the next thing you have to do and you're panicking that's that notebook write mm -hmm. it down always with me yeah but I think like the the putting it into a schedule or whether whether you have a visual calendar with that space or you have a list that you're making like that act of physically writing it or physically scheduling it does two things one it owns it mm-hmm it, I'm sorry, I'll, it's three things. It, it's you owning it, that you're going to do it or going to do it, like going to try to. And then it's, um, it's taking it out of your brain and putting it onto something to remind you. And that's really powerful for me because I don't like to trust my own brain mm -hmm. to well, remember. That's tiring things. too. It's exhausting. Always have to worry about remembering everything. And that is going to make your mind spin more. Yeah. And we're not actually meant to like multitask that no. much. We it's shouldn't. Like three things. Right? Like yeah. be more mindful, be more present. And one of those three things is breathing. So you're only left with two. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Don't chew gum like, and try to talk. I hope you're not turned on. Yeah. Like, because then it's all done. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> it's over. Um, um, and then it, but it helps, and it's you taking ownership of I, I'm going to do this, and here's me allotting space in mm -hmm. my life and and making space and making time and making priorities yeah and it. if you know that you if, if you know the other things that you would have been worrying about have their own space and their own time slot like when you're in a work meeting and you already know you have your other two you know your meditation time and your time to work on your music or whatever if you know that those things already have their other space and you, you saved time for them and you're you know in your mind that that it's ready and it's waiting for you and it's not going to get forgotten then you can be more present in what you're doing and not freak out totally um and I also think because for me like I said I tend to overbook and just try to be super woman and have a hundred jobs <laughs> um and so my thing and I do this with clients sometimes too is when you're trying to prioritize because it's like okay prioritize for me that's my problem I don't know how because everything is so important to me and I love so many things the same and I can't be six humans so that's the hardest part for me so then I'm just like fucked right so <laughs> when I think about prioritizing I think about like okay, what are the most important parts of my life that need my care and attention or need my energy right now, right? So it'll be maybe my career, my health, and my creativity, right? So maybe pick your top three things that need your time and attention, aspects of your life, um, you know, whatever. And then when you go through your schedule, look through everything you have booked in the week 
and check it. Does it feed my creativity, my health, or my career? If it doesn't, bye. Mm -hmm. That's it. And I have to do that shit because I'm like, I can volunteer for this, like, uh, park pickup. No, you cannot. Like you, you know don't I mean? have time for right, that. Right, but yeah. I want to, and I think, oh, but I want to do it. It's going to be fun. I should do it. We want to do everything. Right. So you kind of, and that, that's like a little trick that I use to help me prioritize because that's the hardest thing. Like, what's most important to you? And it could be one thing. Maybe the most important thing in your life right now is your health, or maybe it's, you know, getting a promotion, or maybe it's finding somewhere to move to, whatever. What's the most important thing that you need to create change or that you need to devote your energy and time to? Go through everything that's in your calendar, and if it's not one of those one, two, three things, say you later. I feel like it's important to also say that, like, you make these lists, you make this calendar, right? It will not work that way. Like, I'll say it again. It will not happen this way. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you wrote it down meant that you prioritized it. So I personally, like, when, when I do that and when I see clients do it, then because you wrote it, because you owned it, because you prioritized it, you'll find a way later to make it. And it doesn't become a, oh, am I going to work out today? It's like, oh, no, I wrote that down. Oh, I can't do it now, but I could do it later. And then you could swap and it then, around. And then you move things and you still make it happen. It's so important. I was saying that yesterday, too, with, with dieting. It's also like a habit, too. And when you just start making those changes, even if you fail 100 times, you have to think about it as experiments right let me try this out and it's not i did it and i failed or i can't do it it's let me find out what works and even if you like you were saying before you're not going to be 100 percent. so don't don't set yourself to that standard but even if you're 75 percent productive and stick to it that's better than zero you're you're and you're probably better than a lot of other people going on or mm-hmm. you're you're for sure better off than you would have been if you had just done zero right because i think a, one of the things that we haven't touched on at all is that some people when they're faced with stress just shut down yeah and nothing happens too and and then that also comes to a dark place and like a cycle that's hard to get out of too yeah so when you're feeling stressed snowball right and you're feeling stressed and then the feelings of being overwhelmed just build and build and build and to the point that you can't do anything Mm -hmm. and that you know it also has those like different levels and degrees Mm -hmm. too but maybe that's when you need to just remove yourself or maybe you need to take action like i'm a you know take Mm -hmm. action person and the take action at that point can be removing yourself yes, from the situation. Yes, that's a really good point. If you're stressed at work, take the action of taking a mental health day. Yes. Just take the day to allow yourself to kind of do nothing. And then mm-hmm. guess what? Like, still make that an active the, choice. At the, that's an active choice. And yeah. recognize that that's you taking action. Yeah. And at the end of that day, like, maybe make that calendar or right. make that list or, right. or take an action to help you come back into that stressful situation. Yeah. Just a little bit more well Plus prepared. I don't feel so guilty about not doing anything if you're like, I chose this rest day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so what about like, so those are some really great helpful tips. I hope that's helpful to some people, um, whatever your action is, but it all comes from, you know, we're just giving general, you know, um, commonalities, but whatever your stressor is, you have to find out what's going to work for you. And you got to try a million things and you'll probably try 99 things that won't work until you find the one thing that does. Um, so, okay, so then what about when we get to that mental space? Like, what are some, this is kind of my forte, um, what are some things that you do or give to clients when the stress or the anxiety is coming from thought processes that are maybe not based in reality or are irrational or um, exaggerated or something like that? Like, what are some tools that you use or, or give to other people? 
I think that um, I think the breath is a really powerful tool, mm-hmm. and it's probably the easiest one and most accessible because you don't like you're you're always as long as, as long as you're alive, you are breathing to right. some capacity. So. Um, and it's not like an outward thing. So you could be sitting at your desk and feeling this way mm-hmm. and you, t- you need to and tap into your breath and count it out. Like it's accessible anywhere. It's accessible yeah. anywhere. And you don't have to be a seasoned, like have a seasoned practice and meditation or mm-hmm. breathing to know anything. Like mm-hmm. count to three in and count to three out. Yeah. And then count to four in and count to four out. Or like mm-hmm. ch- just awareness of it Mm -hmm. and that's going to cue in some really good things in your body and if anybody listening um has an apple watch they have a really cool breathing app Mm. right on the phone so um some of my clients have that app and i actually like ping them with a little reminder during Mm -hmm. the day to breathe and you can set it for 30 seconds all the way up to 15 minutes to do it it'll vibrate on your wrist and give you that feedback right there so you can go through that yeah and I think that that's just like a super easy accessible tool to just stop the the mind cycle. Mm, of yeah, because it kind of like just gets out of hand. Yeah. And something for me that I've noticed too, and especially in New York City, is we kind of like are functioning at this like fight or flight capacity. Um, I talked about it in my article um, because we don't our our body doesn't know the difference. Like when our brain sees <laughs> a tiger coming at us to eat us or it's our boss screaming at us to you know meet a deadline when our brain says oh fuck like your body doesn't know the difference and it's gonna respond and we're in this i mean that's why we're all really sick and fat um (laughs) today's podcast (laughs) is such an upper um but we're constantly in this like heightened state of like panic basically and it's really detrimental and it's I, i feel like for me when we're like in this grind right it's like hustle or mentality is like so um you know overly praised Right, and we, we kind of lose that like absolute zero to where where um, calm is like uh, it's like it's kind of like we're comparing like a relaxing day is like so say if like ten is like your max stress level right and you're constantly working at a nine and then you have a day that's a seven and you're like oh I'm relaxed bitch no you know what I mean like Still you need it. that you need to have mm-hmm. that zero to check back in like a lot of people like when they go on vacation like oh it took me three days to unwind because you forget what it feels like yeah and that's i mean that's what meditation is you kind of practice that feeling so you know how to get back to it so make sure you take time to that's something that i do take time to like slow down and like take the pressure off of yourself schedule those four hours whatever whatever activity you want to do to remind yourself what it actually feels like to be relaxed and happy so that way when you go into the work day and you're you're at this high stress level you're able to see that variance more exaggerated. You know what I mean? Instead mm-hmm. of going between a seven and a nine, you're like, oh, from zero to nine, you're like, whoa, 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 and you'll slow it down versus like, oh, this is the norm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think another thing for me too is, you know, we tend to, uh, a problem is always going to seem bigger if it's the only thing that you can see, right? So it's kind of like bug on the lens, on the camera lens. So um, taking yourself out of the environment like maybe even just for the day, for the weekend, or even just out of the office. Honestly, problems can seem so like big when it's right in front of you and that's all that's happening around you. And then you go for a walk outside and you're like, oh, I forgot that there's other things totally. going on. You know what I mean? Um, and even just, just doing something that you enjoy, taking time for things that you love um, and reminding yourself, kind of like that absolute zero for relaxation, but also reminding yourself like what it feels like to be happy and then like you'll kind of miss it you know what I mean and kind of realizing that like 
you don't have to be in that state of panic if you don't want to be and that it's not desirable and that it's not an inherent part of your personality and who you are right that you can do things you enjoy and be like this is what it feels like to be happy let me try to get back to this more often you can't let the stress define you Mm -hmm. and that's tough right but that's like a big part of you being able to move on from it is Mm -hmm. knowing that like I am feeling stressed not Mm -hmm. I am stressed right but like nothing is permanent basically right the I have these feelings but not I am right and I think that like you, I mean, you definitely have a much better practice than I do as far as like meditation and mindfulness go. You've been at this longer than I have and you, you do have more of a regularity to it. Yeah. Um, but I think that even still you and I are both like pretty, um, like pretty eloquent in, in these like techniques and these things. Right. Right. So I think it's also like important to note that like just talking about your feelings of stress or whatever is overwhelming you is very helpful because you'll find answers in the middle of the conversation that you didn't know or journaling right like I love to write get it out yeah like I'll I'll come up with ideas in the middle of writing a paragraph that I started about something completely different you're like oh shit there's the answer boom Mm -hmm. right there so I think it's good to like to talk it out or write it out and um and one of the things that I started doing with a couple of my friends like when we're feeling stressed um we started asking the friends, do you have the emotional capacity for me to talk about this right now? Mm-hmm. And it was something that we actually had to start doing with a couple of my girlfriends because we all experience panic attacks. It's yes. like really great where this group of super stressed ladies mm. and, um, and, and I have been on the verge of being okay yeah. Like stressed, but I'm holding it together uh-huh. somehow. And then one of my friends comes at me and we Dumps it on you. we go, I can like remember a couple times we like go out for brunch and I think I'm going into this like, right, like hey, my friends are going to lift me up. Yay, great. And yeah. she came to brunch to word vomit at me and to stress talk at me mm-hmm. to get it out. Right. Which is great for her, but it sent me into a panic attack. Right. Because some people feel I'm like that too. You feel responsible for other people's happiness. Right. So it's like, I have not, to fix this now. Right. And it, yeah. it, like, totally threw me off balance. And, and I realized that, like, it's a great thing to be able to talk to friends about it. And you should talk to people about it. But be careful with talking to your friends or coworkers. Rotate them. Yeah, rotate <laughs> it. And I just think it's really, really sweet and caring to say, to say, like, hey, I'm really stressed. Do you have the emotional capacity right now to listen to me mm-hmm. for a couple minutes? And if they say no, it's not that they don't like you and don't love you, but they don't have it. And that's the point that, like, you need to journal or you need to right. maybe, maybe you need some professional help. Maybe right, you need. Go pay somebody there's, who can there, there are turn people who not only will take your money for this, but they do it for a living. They're asking mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. And you, and you should like, never apologize. Like, do not ever go into a therapist and be like, oh, I'm so sorry for ranting. Like, no, that's their job right. to listen to you. And they're going to help you cope with it. Right. And it's unbiased, which You're is really important. You're going to feel better. You can yeah. tell them anything. I'm a huge, huge, huge proponent of, like, therapy mm-hmm. and, and going to – you don't have to have a diagnosed condition. You don't have to no. be anything. You well, can, I don't know where that even came from. Like, like great. Who, who doesn't have human problems? Here's the qualifications for going to see therapy. Uh, do you have a heart? And yeah, it's beating. Exactly. Like, okay, great. So it's like, who's like oh, being a God. human is like, get out of here. No. But I also think it's important too, and this is a big thing for me, um, because you and I, and this is where me and Kristen are so similar and why we love each other so much, because we are always saving everyone. And we have a very good balance between each other that 
like we kind of can always save each other and like we don't really I don't know it just works I don't know why but it does it we does. just have each other's back so but we often get bogged down and I often get not stressed about it but it's very disheartening sometimes too because sometimes Kristen's really stressed and like there's a lot of I don't have many other people around me that I can go to in return for for stress relief or things mm. like that um so I oftentimes am left kind of like in the barracks um so it's important to have tools and that's why I'm so um introspective and I do meditation so much and I paint and I write and I dance and have you know and you might have to find something and look for something you let knitting, it out somehow. yeah whatever <laughs> but like a lot of people are like oh, I don't have something like that find it fucking find it Dude, I don't have a thing find aggressively one. find it keep trying Try things 10,000 things maybe it's fucking like what's the thing where you dress up like fairy tale characters or something and cosplay cos- yeah mm-hmm. I would never have known that word but like I'm honestly <laughs> shocked that I did yeah it was like a, that was like a jeopardy question you're like I know this one trivia you see the look in my eyes I was so yeah. happy I knew it yeah 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 teacher um, teacher so I think it's important too to not that's another sense of control too and that's a big thing for me um, you know, I kind of was, I'm that person. So I have to find my own ways to support myself. And a lot of people get panicky when they feel like they need help and they grab and grab and grab and grab and grab at people. And then if they're not available for you or they don't come through or your friend ditches you or they're busy or they just don't have that recognition that you really need help, then you're like even worse. You go into a tailspin and you right. feel helpless. So you have to have that like sustainable skill to be like, I need to be able to help myself. I need to be able to fill my own cup. And I need to be able to have these tools to help myself when I'm feeling stressed or anxious or whatever the case may be. You need to be able to do this regardless of if you have a friend in the world yep. and regardless of if you have a significant other. Mm-hmm. You, that, that really like, that actually like breaks my heart when I see people um, get, get into these feelings of stress and anxiety and like whatever is happening in the world and then they get mad that people don't have the emotional capacity yeah. for them or that people aren't there for them. Because, like, I think we've been, like, very nice and, like, hand-holdy a little bit through this whole talk. But mm-hmm. also, like, guys, this is something you have to do for yourself yeah. because you want to feel better. Yeah. If you want to no feel better, it's available to you for you. And mm-hmm. if you find these strategies based on other people... Those oh, people at some point will fail you. Yeah. They will. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Doesn't mean they don't love you. It doesn't mean they're not. You shouldn't not put that good on them to like be perfect all the time and be there for you all the time. They got that's their own stress- shit. Yeah, that's like, a stressful relationship. Yes. Even like a boyfriend, girlfriend. You know, like you can be your life partner. Right. You can you be you, your parent. You can be like the best people for each other, the most committed, the most in love, the most whatever. And yeah. at the end of the day, you need to fix you and you need to have these strategies for yourself so that you can be a better friend, lover, partner, manager, staff, mm-hmm. cat, like whatever you are. Yeah. Maybe not a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, and you know, if you can, if you can fix your shit, if you can bring the awareness, take ownership, and if you can fix your own problems, you are a in control because you don't have to depend on anyone or anything to fix you. Mm-hmm. So that sense of control will take away that kind of panic because you're not, you're never at a loss. Like you're never out of control of the situation. You're always able to change it. And when you're in charge of who you are and how you feel and how you see the world, like that freedom is going to take you so many places in every aspect of your life. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Freedom. Freedom. Ooh.
All right. That's going to be podcast seven. We're going <laughs> to Kristen and Allie harmonize. Actually, I'm going to sing the melody. Kristen's going to harmonize because I'm tone deaf. And I'll strum the guitar hey! and you can figure it out. Any final words, Kristen, for our listeners? I just think that, um, you know, take action. Just if you're feeling some type of way, breathe deep. You're going to get through this. Don't allow it to have permanence. Um, and don't allow it to have permanence like into the future and on your character. Yeah. It's whatever is stressing you out is never as big as it actually, like as you think it is in your head. And we hindsight, things always look sillier and less big and we can never have hindsight in the moment. But if if you just kind of keep trying to remind yourself of that, Mm -hmm. I think that that is just like the best thing you can do. And don't be afraid to reach out to a professional if you need help with yeah. this kind of thing. There's yeah. no shame, and you're not going to lose anything yeah. by doing it. You're already stressed out. Right, exactly. <laughs> They're not going to make it worse. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think just just being, just everyone needs to understand that no matter what you are like, what it feels like, what level your anxiety is at, that nobody is like a permanent victim, and it's not your inherent personality, and that you are, no matter who you are, what you are, whatever the case may be, you have the power to to change anything you want to. You're in control of your yourself. Yeah, there it is. Cool. Thanks, Kristen. Thanks for having my me. wifey. Wifey for lifey. Yeah. All right, guys, go take a hot bubble bath or some shit. Have some tea. <laughs> hey. Smoke a blunt. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>